What's up, Internet? You're tuning in episode 75 of Nintendo Noise, Slipscreen Games' weekly Nintendo podcast. I'm your host, Peter Messi, joined, as always, by my very good friend and co-host, making his grand return to the show, Mr. Chewy Plays. Fire Emblem, engage. Goodbye, goodbye. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> that <laughs> I was just, the I line, always, that's it. Man. I always love when they just say the Fire Emblem title at the beginning of Fire Emblem games. It's just nice. It's like Sega going, Sega. <laughs> I, lo- I love that stuff. Do you remember uh, the, because I, I think the most iconic Sega ch- was the Sega, right? Like, But like, do you remember the mm-hmm. one that was just like the yell? There's like clips where it's just like, yeah, it's just like, <laughs> why did you like one of them is like one of the like the most it's so like it's so oh, calm oh, and man. like jingle is so iconic and then it's just like something that is going to give you an anxiety attack. That just reminded me of the Animal Crossing one too for the GameCube where it's like Nintendo Nintendo and they had they kind of had like some different ones for that too. And I, I just love it. When they have a little character saying saying the name of the game <laughs> or the company. Yeah. Well, you know what I love, Chewy, is having you back on the show. It's been quite some time since you've been able to grace us with your presence. Uh, so it's super, yeah. super great to have you back. And of We're course, 75 already. This is wild. I know. I know. It's crazy, man. <laughs> Uh, the show's the show's been going a while now. You know, we're we're still running strong, thanks to uh, all you guys listening at home. So, thank you for tuning in for another Nintendo Noise on this week's show. Of course, we're going to talk about Fire Emblem Engage. Uh, Fire mm-hmm. Emblem Engage has released uh, just this past week to, uh, I'd say, like m- not unanimous praise, but mostly high. Some very interesting, yeah. an interesting spectrum. We talked about that a bit last week. Um, there were some surprisingly low scores, and, and there was a lot of conversation about. Going into this, like, is it going to hit, right? Is it going to be able to to match um, what Three Houses was for me as a new player? Is it a, mm-hmm. is it a game that appeals to players that don't have a super long legacy with Fire Emblem? Like, And I, I'll tell you, like, I, I have history with the series. I love it. And even I was skeptical going into this. And one. rightfully so. so. You know, like, I yeah. think it was a game that... Um, the more you learn about its development, right? The plan was for it to come out on the anniversary, and it feels like that, right? It feels like, mm-hmm. um, or at least the marketing made it feel that way. It made it feel like it was not quite a proper mainline entry as much as it was kind of like a greatest hits like side game. And I, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I'm happy to report that I, I think it that is an unfair assessment of the game. Um, I think yeah. it is it is really good. Uh, like, is the story as good as Three Houses? No, and we'll mm-hmm. talk about that in in specific detail, um, in a minute. But I think, you know, if I think if if your mindset going into it is you wanted to play it for the story, you'll be disappointed. But I think if you want to mm-hmm. play it because you like Fire Emblem, um, and you want to play horny chess, it's some good <laughs> horny chess. So, like, I think, you know, I I am surprised by how taken i am with it because i you know I, I really liked three houses i love tactical rpgs i went into it kind of expecting um to at least like the gameplay but like mm-hmm. i'm i'm in it man like it's it's one of those where you i'm thinking about it when i'm not playing it i was going to sleep last night and i don't know if you ever have this when you play a game for like a really long time and you close your eyes and then you like see it in your head yes you know like i was like strategizing about a match i'm not even playing anymore and i'm like oh i'm 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 obsessed with this like this is it's got its hooks in me deep i am at the same place with it honestly like i was sitting at work all day today and i was just like man I can't wait to go home and talk about this game and then probably play it right after too. Oh yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it, it does a lot of uh, cool things. Like I, I will say I initially went into the concept going like, we already have Fire Emblem Heroes on mobile, which is the collectathon of all your favorite Fire Emblem characters from every series and everything. And I was like, how is this going to feel different or better than that in some way? And in a lot of ways it is because obviously like the mobile game is definitely like a watered down version of Fire Emblem. Um, It's got the basic structure there, basic strategy and everything. But I honestly like auto battle my way through like most of the stuff in that game just because my units are so strong at this point. 
And so it's nice yeah. to go back to a game where you're like, oh man, I sit there just struggling. What? I don't know why I do this to myself. I'm playing on classic. Again. Yo, me too. Yeah, me too. Let me ask you I, this. What difficulty are you playing on? I put it on normal because I, okay. uh, it's um, usually I do hard and everything, but then I'm like, no, I can't just sit here and reset this level the Dude, whole time. Like I started, I'm on, gonna... I started on maddening because I was like, let's do it. Like, let's go crazy. And oh my God, dude, it's hard. <laughs> it's like, in the past. I, I wonder how they've improved on like maddening. Uh, in the past, you had like the lunatic mode and whatever. Stuff was literally just made for you to die. And it was completely unfair. Everything was just like, you, you're, you're going to fail in that mode. Yeah. Um, so I kind of wonder, is that how it feels in this one? Does it just feel like everybody's critting you the whole time? Or? It, it wasn't that bad, but it was like, it, it accentuated things that are already difficult about the game early game. And then it also mm-hmm. like added a ton of units. So like the, um, this isn't a spoiler. There's an encounter that I know you've gotten to because we're both in the exact part, same part of the game. Um, it's one of the first post um, tutorial levels, and yeah. it's like in the kingdom, and there's like the thieves that go up the side. You know the one I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. They go to like steal the mm-hmm. treasure. Yeah. Uh, so on that board, I <laughs> so I think like the first or second time I was trying it, and I got really close to the end of the encounter and I ran out of uh, time rewinds and a character died and I was like well all right I gotta start it over no big deal (laughs) you know I'll I'll try and I'd already been playing for like an hour at that point and I had to Mm -hmm. reset it like three or four more times because I kept making mistakes and I was like well I I, I, you know I want to make sure I have enough charges when I get to the end of the game and blah blah you know and it was just like and I was like okay I'm having a lot of fun doing this I'm having a lot of fun playing it on maddening (laughs) but as a person who makes content where I talk about video games? It is irresponsible for me to continue You're to play it. You're never gonna get through it. You're never. Yeah. yeah. I like if yeah. I was just a normal person, I'd be like, oh, I'll bang my head against the wall forever. Whatever. Who cares? But I was mm-hmm. like, all right, I'm gonna bump it down to hard, and it's still hard on hard, right? Like, don't get me oh, wrong. Yeah, it's it still is. still a good challenge. Um, mm-hmm. but it's it's like it is definitely diff like quite a bit different. I don't think it's like, uh. Like I said, it accentuates things that are already difficult, right? Like, you know how, like, the heavily armored units, um, some of the, like, beefier ones, like, especially if there's, like, a level mismatch, like, you'll have it where basically no unit can deal damage on it unless it's a mage. Mm-hmm. Like, that is, like, wor- worse in that mode, right? Because it's like, okay, cool, like, no other unit can hit this except for a mage, but this this uh, unit also hits, like, a truck, Right, mm-hmm. so it's like if I get in so if your range, mage gets hit, you're you're gonna one shot dead, get knocked out. Easy, yeah, easy. Any mm-hmm. support class, one shot dead. You know, even my player character, one shot dead. Right, and it's like okay, that's rough. Um, and, but the bigger thing is the number of enemies. So like in that level, yeah. uh, I think on hard, there's like there's like a door right that you spawn near that you're sp- that's, that's like the main way to go in this castle. And I think there's three enemies in front of it. On Maddening, I think it was five, four or five. And then there was two units on the side, three on the side, four on the other side to go where the... So it's just like a ton of... And then I bumped it down to hard and I was like, oh, there's four less units on the screen where I, when, I, when I'm starting. That makes it immediately easier, right? To manage what's happening, right? The two yeah. fronts that I'm trying to fight on. Um, mm-hmm. because it, 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 the, it, the thing that makes it so difficult, right. is like on maps like that, if you want to go chase the thief and, and do this other thing, you have to split your unit, right. Or, or like, mm-hmm. or you need to, to strategize in a way where you're moving them like in phases so you can defend your backside and then move people up to keep advancing. So it's like you want, you know, there's a strategy to that, but when there's all of these characters on the screen, it's like, okay, if I split, you're just overwhelmed. Yeah, because you need yeah. more units on on to stay together to beat the the bigger, tougher, you know, guys that are um that are leading the charge, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it just was like, okay, well, I can only really split like two units this way, and then if I only put two units this way, they can't fight all the characters that are here blocking me, right? So it's just mm-hmm. like, oh, this is like so. It was so hard to um make moves like that in a way that was like efficient. You know, I was making it like yeah. 10 turns because I have to be so careful and like never attack on the first turn. Right. Because like 
I, you know, one unit's yeah. getting wiped out, shit like that. Yeah. Yeah, uh, for me, so the time travel thing, I I don't use that unless it's like I literally clicked the wrong thing and put somebody where they shouldn't be. Um, like, it, it, and I guess this is why what I mean by like, why do I do this to myself? Where I'm like, uh, this is why I play on normal now. I'm like, okay, if I lose somebody at this difficulty, I at least feel like the rest of the game is possible <laughs> because like you can get yourself into that hole in these games where it's just like you've lost too many people. There's literally no way that you can do it with the units so that you have left. Do you so. com- you commit to letting characters die if they die? Organically? I commit. Yeah. Oh, okay. uh, three houses. It wasn't so bad. There's there were so many that you could recruit. Yeah. Uh, in addition to like the the house you're in, I kind of want to go back and play that game like with very strict like i'm only going to use this house for for this playthrough kind of thing um so it wasn't too bad and i i, I honestly didn't lose too many because i tend to over level too much uh because i want to use every unit i've talked about this where yeah. i'm just like i need to train everybody i gotta get all the supports i gotta see all this stuff so same i i really only lost like hanuman uh at one point i think whatever um, my my yeah i was like i don't care about this guy uh he also doesn't technically die because he's a teacher he just like retreats and then you can't ever use him again and i don't think you get like his final little story vignette at the end um and then i think the only other unit that i i think my byleth died at some point but at that point it was just like game over start the whole thing again and so i was like all right well that's fine um, the way I use it is if a character dies, I'll replay a turn. Yeah. Just because, and then that's like, I think, you know, I'm playing it on hard. So it's like, I feel like we're both implementing it, it, difficulty mm-hmm. in our own way, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I just know if I like sit there on the hard too long, I'm going to be like, nope, I'm resetting. <laughs> so, but yeah, I, I, I do like the, the rewind overall just because i'm like i mean why not like you're gonna accidentally click something at some point at minimum it it helps you there um but yeah the 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 missions are it it starts out very tutorial i'd say the game it definitely like like, three chapters are like all tutorial yeah yeah it's like kind of slow build up of like here's some things to to keep track of as you as you're playing and all these important little details and i think they they They've broken it down in a way that's definitely the the most inviting I've seen a Fire Emblem get tutorialed out. Um, that said, for me, I was like, oh well, come on, let me let me get to the real stuff. <laughs> like this, the, these are all easy easy battles. Let me let me do some cool things. But but they also do like cool things with like introducing the characters in those. And when you first like use the unit, they they introduce themselves and like, oh, this is a fun little characterization so i didn't mind going through the tutorial stuff for that yeah i like how much of the um the the lines are voiced right like there's a lot more dialogue like the player character right has has like every line is voiced um Mm -hmm. and like thank you you know there's i was so uh, tired of a quiet byleth the entire time in three houses definitely yeah and 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 again right like there is it's similar to byleth right you can be uh there's a, a male and female model um that have totally different, you know, performances, which is is cool that they uh they took the time to, you know, I think like put some effort into upgrading that that side of things in the presentation. Um and mm-hmm. I, I think that extends to the uh like the character uh animations as well are like so much more detailed, you know? Um yeah. my understanding is I, I think uh I, I a friend told me this. I, I haven't verified it um beyond that, so uh you know, grain of salt, I guess. But my understanding is that I think they use some mocap to like get more oh. fluid, you know, uh, character animations that feel more lifelike. Um, mm-hmm. And if you get away from that kind of like old school JRPG trope of just like the person talking and moving their arm in the same motion and like, you know, their mouth <laughs> is just flapping kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. That that I think makes a big difference in the presentation where like even though I I don't think the story is. Uh, it's not it, good. No, it's. <laughs> I don't. I think it's. It, I uh, it's I saw somebody weird. on Twitter say that like you should take it as seriously as you take like a Saturday morning cartoon that was made to sell action figures. You know, mm-hmm. it's like it's not it's not deep, but it's also not like offensively bad. You know, like I think it's like it's very uh 
cheesy and corny in the ways that you would predict a game like this to be, right? Like, I think exactly what you think it was storyline wise. It's like it it is that you know it's it's uh mm-hmm. it's certainly not anything special, but I think the um the gameplay systems are just so good that like it doesn't for me it's it's not impacting my enjoyment of it in a significant way, right? We're like. Sure, mm-hmm. the story was, I, I would say, one of the main reasons to play Three Houses, where it's like, what, these casts of characters are so incredible, and, you know, like, there there's so much um, cool, meaty stuff there in, in the narrative. Yeah, um, yeah. The, speaking of, like, kind of the gameplay stuff, the, the base Fire Emblem things, like, if you've played a Fire Emblem, you know kind of the strategy mechanics and how that plays out. The thing that really tripped me out at first was when you move your units, like they're actually like running around in that yeah, area. Yeah, that is weird. I didn't like that at first. It doesn't bother me now. I'm used to it, but the thing I don't like about it is that like that type of movement, I got really used to it in Mario plus Rabbid Sparks of Hope. Mm. But like what I like about Mario and Rabbid Sparks of Hope in that sense is like your characters have free movement. They'll move around kind of like in engage, right? But you can like switch characters, leave them standing there like in a new spot without taking an action. And then from there, your other characters could like do a super jump off of them and combo things right. and that sort of thing. So there was like a, a little bit more to that movement mechanic. And I'm like, ah, oh, that would have been like kind of interesting in places because sometimes I'm just like, if this unit wasn't in my way right here, I could move my mage and do this attack first before. Yes. Yeah. So, so like, there's like little conveniences where I'm like, oh, that would have been really nice. It's to, like if you're going to do free do. movement, it would be nice to like lean into <laughs> that in some way. Yeah. Um, yeah. How so do you it, how do you feel about the uh, the return to the rock paper scissors format? Because that was absent mm-hmm. in three houses. The whole like. And I'm 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 still I'm new to it because Three Houses is my first Fire Emblem, but like uh-huh. um, I played Heroes a little bit, so I, I'm kind of familiar. But it's it's what uh, Lance beats Sword, which beats Axe, which beats Lance. Yes, that's right. the order. Um, I I like that it's back. The thing that's really interesting with me uh, with this one is like, do you, do you have any other Sword units outside of Alir? Because I'm like two. You that's... have Alir, and then the Princess um, has a sword as well. Oh yeah, she has one. I I just use her magic stuff. I, I also I primarily use her as a mage, but you can use her as a sword user. Yeah, it, and the, that's like one thing that's like feels really different with this one. Like the the group that you have is so not swords, which is like a, Fire Emblem tends to be filled with like sword users and stuff. I have and so then, many lance users. I have like four yeah, lance users. I feel like they're all lances, and I've yeah. got like an axe, a guy with an axe, and then a bunch of mages and. One one girl with arrows. I always love archers. I, I definitely love to train a good archer. Um, there and another, then some healers. That was a you know? that was a, a problem too, right? Like uh, with uh, playing on on uh, maddening. Like those units are so much harder to train, so they're all like underpowered now. So I'm like, ah, oh, let me put them in the front and beef them up a little bit because like my yeah. archer, my healer, you know, my mate, like. My the healers got... was, uh, were difficult in this one for me um, yeah. to, to train up. They, uh, but then I, I discovered, so kind of in between battles, you go, what's the little section called? Kind of the magical the, um, getaway vacation place. Yeah, Somnio. That's like the equivalent of the, you know, the school. The school, basically, yeah. So there, later on, a little training room opens up, and that's your chance to like give your uh, buff yeah. up those units a little bit, get them some extra experience. I think you you could do it three times between every battle, um, and then you and can also do it with the emblems if you have um, yeah. that currency, which that's that's really cool too. That you can like get them some of the inherited abilities like on weaker units, like that makes a big difference. It's yeah, like Mark that's a huge has the uh, one where you can like up evasion and things like that which can make a weak unit a lot more viable yeah because then all of a sudden you can throw them up in a place maybe hide them in like trees and stuff and they're not going to get touched by anything and you're like sweet free experience points for now um yeah those are cool so so i do like that they like implemented that sort of stuff and kind of took into account like maybe some of these units might be harder to train than others (laughs) yeah uh, which which is 
classic Fire Emblem, that's the difficulty. Like, y you literally have to choose which units you're going to stick with for the entirety of the game. Otherwise, like, you're going to reach a point where the, the others just can't keep up. They won't be able to take yeah. on the enemies so that's why i'm like um, I, I do the same thing you do where i'm like i try to cycle people out and make sure i'm like training up a lot of units because like every once in a while you'll get those matches where it's like oh you only you can only use seven or maybe now you can use 12 or whatever and it's like uh -huh. i remember having that moment early in three houses where i'm like oh i don't have 12 good units like the my the guys that are yeah. not on my a team suck and being yeah, like, you okay, start to realize me... the gaps in your strategy, right? <laughs> yeah, and and it, and it was like I remember um, my archer was like really weak because I never got to use him because he was so like, and I had to train him up and, and plan you got, around. You got to train up those archers; they they become yeah. really. Oh, I did. I did units. once I realized that I had made that mistake. <laughs> I was like, all right, let me like really try to try to push him forward, and then he became one of my best units because it's like, oh, his evasion is. Like, uh -huh. yeah, he's got two health, but nobody can hit him, so who cares? Yeah. Like, and it's like crits, like, every other hit, you know? It's like, oh, okay, okay. Mm hmm Yeah, so so I like that stuff. The little discoveries, though, at the Somniel that are, are just fun. You find that little cat thing? The yeah, magical yeah, yeah. Cat? Between every battle, I dress it up as something new. I'm like, all right, let me give you this really ugly blue and white toothpaste hair <laughs> for, for this one. Mine's just got uh, the shades on right now. The shades are great. I love the wings that they got. Um, yeah, yeah. What, what's the little... Uh, they, they have a cute name for the like bow on the buns. The butt bow. It's something <laughs> like... It's, it's like a bum bow or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Little little bow tie on their, on their tail. Um... But yeah, it's just like cute little thing. And I'm still leveling it up. I'm excited to see what happens when you fill the little heart circle yeah. of it. They're like something special. And I'm like, Psh, I want something special. Yeah, I I'm wondering like if guy. it like becomes like a, a unit or like a skill or something or, you know, I don't mm -hmm. know. But I, I, in general, I'm liking the Somniel as like a base. I think I like that it's a little bit more, um, I, th I think it's e easier to navigate than Garrig Mach because it's just smaller. You know, like, it, yeah, there's a lot less to it, um, which I don't know, I guess is both a plus and a minus. Like, I think something Three Houses does um, pretty well is like it, it has a lot of systems, but there's so much that like you get exposed to over time. Whereas like mm -hmm. the Somniel has like just a lot less in general, but I feel like everything is already opened up already, you know, like fairly yeah. early. I'm only like, you know, I think. We're both in the same spot, and I, you know, I, I don't know how long it took you to get there, but I, I think I'm roughly like 10, 11 hours in, something like that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, you're, uh, I'm looking at yours. You, it says you've got 10 hours okay. so far. Because uh, why does Nintendo do this? The only way you can check, you can check other friends. But not your own. Here, like, I can check yours. <laughs> uh, on releases, like if you go to the trending tab, you, you'll see what games your friends are playing. Fire Emblem's there. I'm like, oh, cool. I can see Loud Pete's got... 10 hours on here and then i go to my profile and it's like first played three days ago <laughs> i'm just like tell tell me tell me my time it's like, give it's, me you have to wait the, the 10 days why why do you um, why are you doing this to me i don't know uh, the other way is like you get the par parental control app but i got too annoyed because you have to like put a code in every time you go into like the e-shop or something and i was just like i'm not dealing with this i'm taking this off no parental control you guys can play whatever what the heck why is it's doing the same thing i'm looking at yours and it says that you played three days ago well tell me but, uh, go to the trending tab not oh, your friends oh list. okay 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 yeah go to the trending tab and then click on fire emblem engage in there it says five and hours the, or more okay i'm probably i think my in-game clock says like seven okay i think yeah yeah so I, that makes sense, yeah. considering I spent like an hour yeah, you're, plus you're, doing that one match over and over again before I bumped it down to hard. Exactly. So <laughs> that makes see. That's why I can't do that to myself. No, me anymore. neither. I'm I know. Done. I know what it's like. Um, I remember spending like three hours on missions in Fire Emblem, and then losing somebody like way close to the end, and being like, "Great, <laughs> starting over, starting it all over." <laughs> uh. But they take me forever. Um, the other thing, uh, okay, so it's an anniversary game. And I was kind of, you know, the big thing I was skeptical about was just like, I mean, we have Heroes. That's your place to get all your past right. Fire Emblem games. I love this. I, I didn't think I was going to love it. But basically, all the rings that you get, 
There's the main um, emblem rings, which will summon uh, people like Marth to help you out on battle. And you can do like this little fusion dance thing with them and, and they'll give you extra bonus abilities that make you and super you powerful digi- for three turns. And then you fucking fusion digivolve and turn into you, you, a weird you, cyberpunk fire, uh, your, fire emblem character. Yeah, it's your mega evolution basically for yeah. Pokemon, right? Except you could recharge it and use it again in the same battle instead of just once. But I'm saying um, it's like spirit digivolution, you know? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly. what it's called, right? Where they with the kids would fuse with the Digimon. <laughs> uh-huh. So the the thing that I like that I wasn't expecting from it, because they only really highlighted, well, at least I felt like they only really highlighted the main emblem heroes that you'll get. Every ring like is a little gotcha machine where you can get some other ring for for your other characters that'll boost their stats in some ways so those will all belong to the respective game uh uh that 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 oh certain that's cool i didn't realize that yeah so if you go to like the ring room i think it was called or something um yeah you can see all the the main emblem rings that you've gotten there's 12 of them in the base game um if you got the dlc like i did which I, I don't know where to redeem that, but I should be able to get the three houses uh, they, leads. I think it said that there's like an event that will pop up that you can take advantage of. Cool. I, let's pivot real quick. I want to talk about that. I hate this season pass. I'm extremely salty that it is $30 and that is the only way so for you expensive. to get it. That's the only way for you to get the three houses characters, which they know is the this new one that like brought all these people yeah. in. and It's like, that feels so predatory. This is like the first time I've ever looked at a Nintendo season pass and been like, That's... they knew they wanted you to spend money. Yeah. And this. it's like, come on, man. Like that sucks. You know? Yeah. Cause Agreed. I obviously want those characters, right? Those are the only fire emblem characters in this game that I have any emotional you know. attachment to. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas like right now I'm on the, I'm on chapter six. I think you just, we were talking before you just beat this one, but I'm really excited about the emblem ring I'm getting from this one. It's the, uh, the Micaiah ring. And I'm like, that was my first fire emblem radiant dawn on the Wii, which was a sequel to the GameCube one, which I eventually borrowed from a friend and played. I I wish I had 300 bucks to just get the GameCube game, but like maybe Nintendo remaster it. I don't know. Maybe buy a Um, steam deck. Who knows? True. true. <laughs> uh, only 500 bucks in that case. Yeah, you can play all the Fire Emblems on it. So. All of them. Every single one. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited about that one because I'm like, oh, sweet. This, this is going to be like my old crew, the, the one that started it all for me. And that's cool. But that mission in particular, um, saw, uh, light spoilers for another game. It, it's totally a reference to one of like... Uh, kind of a pivotal um, mission in Radiant Dawn, just like okay. the the darkness and everything. Um, they played with that mechanic kind of in the mid game mm. of Radiant Dawn, and it was like intense. I, I loved that mission because y- you you go this like long stretch of time without seeing these characters, and then suddenly you're back, and you're just like under fire, and you don't know where it's coming from. It's great, so. That's cool. So yeah, going back to that darkness mission, I was like, oh, I see what you're doing here. Nice little, <laughs> r- nice little throwback to that game for this character. Uh, so b- I want to talk about the throwback nostalgia angle in a second here. But before that, um, we-, we touched briefly on the engage mechanic. I did just want to like get a temperature check from you on it. How do you feel about that? Because that was a thing where- that I felt was like... Um, I don't know that I really understood how it worked until I got it in practice. And I actually like it a lot more than I thought I would. Like, it feels like a, like a fun, meaningful, um, layer to the formula. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like a good gimmick. mm -hmm. Yeah. I think I'm, I'm always skeptical about these like new types of things. Um, especially when they give me like mega evolution vibes and weird Pokemon, like here, here's this one time gimmick for this generation of Pokemon (laughs) kind of thing, you know, but this one in particular, I was like, this is actually pretty cool. I do like how each of the characters has like a new little look, depending on how you arrange their rings and stuff and 
how uh, how those engage mechanics give you just like these boosts of power and different things that you can do. And so in that case, I'm just like, you know what? There's a lot of potential with like how you can build out these missions and the challenges on them that I thought it was a good, interesting way to take this game in particular. Because I'm like, I've played a lot of Fire Emblem games. They all they they all satisfy me immensely but they're also like yeah it's a strategy game you're gonna do basically the same thing time and time again get your units to defeat the baddies and don't die (laughs) right uh so this this one i'm like oh i suddenly have this unit that can just like teleport and take somebody out and then hopefully you put them in a good spot where they don't just get attacked right after yeah (laughs) Um, <laughs> I really like how it opens up like new uh, avenues for strategy. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I like um, the uh, and forgive me, I'm still learning everybody's name, but the um, it's the ring you get from the your mother, the one who get the oh yeah cavalry is that's guy. the Sigurd ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I think it is mm-hmm. Sigurd. Um, I love like his ability. It's like. Uh, he gets to do an attack, and if you if there are adjacent units, he like goes through them. Yeah. Um, so like that's super. There's so there's such a uh, interesting way you can leverage that, right? Because like you can use it to just you know take out a couple units at once, which is obviously strategically interesting. Um, but also like uh, in the example I brought up earlier, there's like a map where. There's like a main a main quote unquote entrance that you can go into, and then there's like this side um, path that you can go up, and there's like a thief trying to escape. And as he's escaping to go like steal treasure and then leave the board, you have to like get there before he gets off with the stuff. And then you get the items. Mm-hmm. Um, and as he's going up like towards the treasure, the enemy uh, there's like a few of them all in a single row, yeah. right? Real tight quarters. You can't go around them. You have to go through. Yeah. So it's like you can either sit there and like bait them, Take them out. out one by one. Yeah. And fight <laughs> them one by one. Or you can like bait them out and then have like one of your riding units or like your flying unit like go past them and go after the thief. Like you can do that. But if you have his his end gauge, like you can just barrel your way through them, knock out half their health as you're going through and then have the units that are behind just play cleanup crew you know mm-hmm. um and i love how like right in that one very small encounter we just described there's like four different strategies you can employ based on how you leverage those uh engage abilities you know mm-hmm. or like you said yeah because the tele- one i was describing like you can just do the whole teleportation thing and yeah jump to them and yeah, there, there's so many cool new ways to approach missions and like ways that I'm like, oh, I feel like I could be riskier in this game for with these things. Like, yes, they're they're strong and can get put themselves into like a pretty tough position. But at the same time, like they're strong. They probably handle it. This is cool. <laughs> yeah. And like yeah. having like like uh, the one of the newest unit I just got um with a with a it's my newest emblem ring like the ability is like a world heal. yeah and it's like ooh, like that's really like that's so new right like that's so different than uh any of the other abilities i have and again it's like you said like letting you be more risky right like it's like all right like cool i'm gonna like make a really aggressive play here know that all my units are gonna get hurt real bad and then i'm gonna bring mm. them all just back to max health the next turn and like turn yeah. tide you know and it, it's it's cool being able to like be like, oh, I'm gonna like, I'm gonna gamble and like do this thing mm-hmm. that would be risky otherwise. But I know I have this thing in my back pocket that I can, I can pull out. Yeah, and in addition, I like that they fleshed it out even beyond that, and were like, yeah, your bond with this emblem will grow, and when you reach certain levels, suddenly you'll be able to add like new abilities to your characters, like we mentioned earlier, where you have the extra avoidance from from Marth, you know. So like everybody has the opportunity to like 
increase that bond, give themselves some new abilities, make the units even stronger. And that's that's a, that's definitely a new way that they've handled those abilities in this yeah. one versus like class abilities. But you know, you can also still do that, which is cool. Yeah, because it, it like mm-hmm. adds this whole other layer for like because, you know, in previous games, you could be like, oh, like I'm a you know, I was a sword user and then I became a magic user. So like I can still use a sword, but now I have ranged abilities or like I was a mm-hmm. tank and then I became a mounted unit. So like still really good defensively but now i'm not like limited to being you know like slow and like you were able to make those cool hybrid classes just by like you know multi-classing and then saving some of your previous abilities or whatever but now it's like you can do both of those things and do that with the emblems so it's like oh like i could take the evasion from marth but i could take like the magic affinity from uh the one i just got i forget her name already but um, (laughs) yeah makaya and you've said it like three times already um, but yeah, and it's like, oh, so like I could like give a character that I never class as a mage the ability to use magic. That's interesting. Yeah. You know, like, okay, you know, it's, yeah, it, it opens up a lot of really interesting options, um, and allows you like way deeper level of customization of your units, which is mm-hmm. even if they don't, which was the engage mechanic moving forward. I hope that they find a way to it, keep something like that. Cause that's really interesting. Like, I like how dynamic it makes each unit. Yeah, yeah, and they've always had like uh, really good ways to build them out and change that with those hybrid classes and stuff. But yeah, just adding this on top of it just changes the whole thing because people will spend forever just being like, "All right, this is the best build for this unit. Go for it," <laughs> kind of thing. And now with this, it's just like, "Oh, there's so much more that you can do with all of them, every single one." Um, so. Yeah, I, I'm. I honestly like it so much more than I thought I would. I was skeptical, I was, but here I am. I'm just like, yep. Let me let me go save up as many of my bond points as possible so I can just play the gotcha machine. I want all the characters <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for sure. Uh, so let's speaking of the characters, let's let's talk a little bit about the story and everything in just a second here. But before we do that, let me remind you that this episode of Nintendo Noise is brought to you by our Patreon producers for the month of January. They are, of course, Anthony Gonzalez, Christian Oliveria, Christopher Valenz, Earth Visitor, Gabriel Hasselmeyer, a.k.a. Sobe, Mary Berry, Matthew MQC, Ty the Dude, Wakahula, and Zade Ida. Thank you all so much for your support over on Patreon.com slash games. You're all the reals to the real, and we greatly appreciate your support of Nintendo Noise and all of the shows we have here at Flipscreen Games. If you want to show your support like they did and get your name right on the air, get the show early, get a bunch of other perks and goodies, head over to patreon.com slash games. That is, of course, the best way that you can show your support if you want to go above and beyond. But if you don't have any money for us, no big deal. There are dozens of ways you can get involved that do not cost a dime. Head over to flipscreen.games. That's our website where you can find links to the Discord. You can write into the show. You can find all the ways that we you can get involved or find us all over the web. They're, they're all there. Go click the links. However you choose to get involved, we appreciate you tuning into this week's episode of Nintendo Noise. So let's, let's, uh, I, I think we'll, we're going to keep this, like, I would say very, very spoiler light. Like, we'll talk about the framing device and everything. If we get to a point where we want to talk about spoilers, we'll give people the out. But I think just generally speaking, mm-hmm. um, I'd like to answer, I think, some of the more popular questions that I know we had going into it, right? Um, first question I'll ask you. How do you uh, do you feel it's a good game for fans that do not have nostalgia for the emblem characters? I think because the gameplay is still so solid in this, I I, I mean, I don't think you're ever going to miss with the gameplay with Fire Emblem. I think you can start with any of them and have a good time with that. Um, I would say overall, the characters not my favorite I've ever seen in the series. The story doesn't feel like incredibly deep or anything, but I'd say if you were if you were starting with this one, I think it does have a tutorial that's a lot easier to take in than past Fire that's Emblem true. games. So if that type of gameplay has been one that you've avoided because of that and just because it's it's hard it's good it's a difficult game to play get into and they they've made it easier over time and i think they kind of they kind of nailed it with this one um so if 
yeah, I'd say if you're like new to strategy games, this is probably a good one to start with. But I don't think you'd go wrong with going to, back to Three Houses either, because that one that one's got it all. It honestly does. Yeah, that's I think where I'm at with it. I think if you have never played a Fire Emblem game, I would suggest just go pick up Three Houses. I think if you if like three if you're like me and Three Houses was your first Fire Emblem and or like, you know, uh, I think it was like two weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago. um, Max and I did an episode where we talked about how we had both played Three Houses. That was our first Fire Emblem game. And we're like, is is engaged for us, right? Because it's this anniversary title. It's this game that's very predicated on nostalgia and on, you know, um, like cool being like, oh, I love that character and the, the little references, right? Like I, I didn't pick up on the fact that all the rings that you can get are the characters from the games that those characters are from. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that meant nothing to me as, as a new player. Um, but I think aside from those like easter egg moments not meaning anything to you that's the only that's like it right like i i agree with you the story's shallow right it's as shallow as a puddle um it's a very like you know it has there all could the, be a twist later maybe but maybe, maybe. yeah but yeah. It, but it has all the trappings of like a very like it has a lot of tropes that are just true of fire emblem right where it's like cool, you got a holy dragon mom and uh, the main character has been asleep for a thousand years and then they wake up and, you know, they have amnesia, of course. They do a lot of amnesia ever since um, Awakening. They've stuck to the amnesia characters. (laughs) So it's like, you know, it's like those are all things that it's like, okay, if you've played a Fire Emblem, those will be familiar to you. And there's a lot of, like, very, I think, basic familiar fantasy tropes on display things like that um so yeah i I don't i don't think that the the story about like the 12 emblems and the dark dragons and all it's it's very (laughs) like whatever right like who cares um yeah and and i would agree with you i don't i don't think the cast is like that strong because the characters themselves are also shallow so it's like you Mm -hmm. it's like oh do i like like their tone of voice and their outfit cool then i guess i like this character you know they feel more like paper dolls then like the three houses casts which which i think are like you know they have good backstories and like there are characters in that game that i liked and then i learned more about them and i loved them you know like i think about like mm-hmm. and even um, ones that you didn't like and then you learned about them and yeah you're like oh and you're like okay. oh okay like you're actually more sympathetic than i gave you credit for right or, or like mm-hmm. or a character grows and you're like you were immature when in the first half but then you become an adult and i like you you know and like there's a lot of of depth to those characters, even though they are tropey. Um, mm-hmm. This feels like it's just more tropey, right? It's like a very like <laughs> basic JRPG anime ensemble cast, and you know, like everybody's super hot, and it's you know whatever, you know, like cool. they 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 emphasize the hot for sure. Yes, that's <laughs> its game feels way hornier than Three Houses, <laughs> which is already a pretty horny game. <laughs> Yeah, I'm telling you, before Awakening, they were not this horny. <laughs> yeah, but that's like the last 10 years of games. <laughs> it, yeah, it's it's half the series, basically, at this point. So, so yeah, yeah right. maybe it's, I'm the one who's wrong now. The times have changed. It's been hornier longer than not. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, but I think, I think, um, I think as long as you can go into it with the understanding that the story is not the main purpose and that like the, the deep uh, or deeper social sim stuff that was in three houses is not present, right? Like there is some light social sim stuff. Like you can chat with characters, you can give them gifts. There's a romance option later on, things like that. Um, But it's, it's like all again, it's, it's surface level, right? Like the, the, the meat of this game is the, the combat, right? Is the, the skirmishes. And those are phenomenal. So, like, if if yeah. you dig the gameplay of Fire Emblem, um, I, I think I think you're doing yourself You'll a disservice. Yeah. yeah, if you don't check it out, because it's mm-hmm. it's it's good. Like, I I am so ready to get back to it. Um, and and sink some more time into it later. Yeah, me too. Um, kind of speaking on the the social sim aspect to fire emblem games this uh, this is something that's like existed in different ways throughout the series like the the before awakening was very much like 
the the support conversations is what you'd call them. Um, Awakening had them too, but basically the only way you really got close uh, characters to like bond or get close to each other was like you had them fight like literally next, next to, each, to other each other on right. the battlefield. Like yeah. that was that was it. Like the 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 games now are like oh yeah, you can build your relationships with them outside of that i think they've kind of maybe i'm hoping they know they took it too far in fates um when you have people like, literally do, doing some questionable things blowing into the mic of their 3ds you're like okay this is too much for me okay. i don't <laughs> I, I, I don't want to blow the steam off of you thank you it's Not, a bridge too far it was literally, it was literally that. Like you'd blow into the mic, and I'm like, okay, no, I'm not, I'm not comfortable with this anymore. <laughs> um, I think Fire Emblem Three Houses kind of nailed it because, because I think the setup and the world was really did a good job of like setting that expectation where it's like, yes, you're a teacher, you're teaching these students and everything, and they're gonna, you're gonna have like some interactions with them being on the same campus and that sort of thing. And I was like. Cool. They they handled it well here. This one feels like they they're not focused on that social sim aspect too much. There's like yes, you can have conversations with them. Uh, it doesn't do much outside of like get you the bond points and maybe there's some support conversations and stuff. But this one definitely feels like throw throw back in that way where it's like Fire Emblem games just used to be chapter by chapter. There was no in between. Like you'd have a battle. And then it'd be like, all right, let's hop to the next battle. You'd get a little bit of dialogue and stuff to set up whatever this battle was. And then it's like, there we go. Let's fight. Yeah, and and, I, in general, this this definitely feels more akin to that. Like, I think, yeah. I think overall, um, from an outsider perspective, this feels like a more traditional Fire Emblem game. Um, mm -hmm. How do you feel about that? Like, do you think it... it um, I don't know. I, I guess, like... It's it's interesting for me, right? Because Three Houses is such an outlier in so many ways. Like, it's very different than the games that came before it. And mm -hmm. that being my only frame of reference, I guess I don't know how classic this is. Like, you know what I mean? Like, does this feel mm -hmm. like a throwback title in that way? Or does it feel like just kind of like... um, I don't know. Like, does it feel like... Still feel more modern, but just kind of like reintroducing some of those systems or i guess i'm interested to hear as somebody who's been playing these games for a long time like i'd say in the sense of like when you start a chapter like like a main chapter like a numbered one um those feel like oh yeah this is this is fire emblem like you you just clicked on the next chapter and it takes you right into it setting up the scene scenario and then you're in a fight. getting into the battle um and then afterwards, you get kind of a post-battle. I think in the way that it's not is that, like, it does give you stuff after the battle. You, you usually end up in that area um, where you battled. Like, say, you, you had a skirmish at the town, right? You'll end the battle and still be in that town, and you can kind of talk to the residents, adopt some of the animals. Some animals, talk yeah. <laughs> um, talk to your characters that you were in the battle with and stuff. So... So there's stuff in between that I think is like very social sim light that that didn't exist like at all in the other in the older Fire Emblems, the pre-awakening Fire Emblems. Basically, the in-between was like a menu where you could uh, do look at support conversations and maybe sell, buy some new weapons or sell weapons. So there really wasn't much in between outside of the chapters. So do you, like, I guess th does this kind of feel like a like a mixture of those two things? Because it's like, yeah. a, like pulling some of the stuff from like the newer era. Yeah, I'd say it feels more more like a mix because I I do feel like if I wanted to play this like classic Fire Emblem, I think that option's there. Like I could just go straight to the next chapter, see the cutscene, do the battle. Yeah, I don't feel like there's a major incentive to engage with the Somniel aside from. You know, like Getting the advantages points and playing the gotcha machine. That's all yeah. I want to do. <laughs> right. And it's like, you know, those things are, are worth engaging with. You know, they give you an advantage or whatever. And there's like the bulletin board where you can like uh, donate mm -hmm. to the towns and up your relationships with them and everything. So like there are mechanics that are worth engaging with. But like, yeah, I, I, I a lot of it feels optional. Yeah. It, yeah. I'd say more so in this one. This feels a lot more optional than um, 
than in Three Houses, because Three Houses, like you had the whole mechanics of like teaching the children and raising their their stats or expertise more in certain classes. So, and then um, like I mean, even like there was you know you could go to church and like that was a way to raise certain mm-hmm. stats with certain people. You could go fishing. Like there was like there was the the meals that you could have. There was you know the the garden that you could interact with and like plant stuff and that was like resource you know management and there was like a lot of little things that you could do you know um mm-hmm. like all over the place i guess yeah for the next fire emblem what like what do you want like do you want it to be something that is like learning from three houses and is like more of a sequel to three houses than not or do you kind of want to see them take some of these like you know more i don't want to say retro but like some of these systems that were uh removed or like modified a little bit in 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 three houses like do you want to see those injected back in are those are you like glad to see them back here or i i like them i like what they're what they do with the social sim stuff i think they definitely nailed it with three houses i think the main thing that i want doesn't really have to do with all of that stuff i'd rather just kind of like not have an amnesia character and have it just be like a base hero kind of like those older fire emblems before awakening where it was like here's your cast like that's that's what you got to work with you'll you'll meet people along the ways and and have some new recruits and stuff, but I kind of want to go back to like having like a, a head hero, just somebody who's, who's the main character. Um, yeah. I'd like to the, not be like a dragon God again. Yeah. Yeah. They've been a lot of dragon gods. Um, they've been, uh, it was kind of fun in, I guess, awakening and fates. You did get like a little bit of character customization and stuff since those, They've done uh, Byleth and now Alir, which were like, you got the male, you got the female, you can pick whichever one, but they're, they're going to be those designs, right? And I'm like, if you're going to do that, like, just give me a designed character with voice acting. And they kind of did that more with this one where it was like, oh, yeah, cool. You, you actually have your voice. Your I like that Alir has a voice. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, which is weird because like there, there were voiced lines for Byleth. They were just like, so seldom <laughs> like it, it was barely there yeah it's like um, um it's like the way that like joker is in persona 5 where it's like he literally has a voice like whenever you save the game he like says something and it's like oh that's his voice and he says persona and I'll, but like then that's yeah. it right like in every other in any cutscene, whatever when anyone else is talking he's just silent you know and it's yeah, like definitely. I, I persona gets away with it i think byleth it was awkward like yeah and it, i think like the fact that like characters bring attention to it and like, oh, you're like a you know, man a few words, you know, teach or whatever. It's like, <laughs> can we not like can we not like draw attention to the fact that this character just has a blank Does expression and never emotes, <laughs> never talks, but is everyone's yeah. best friend and lover, you know? It's like, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I yeah. So yeah, I think I, I just want like to have like an Ike to root for in this one because because i think that's that's what's missing the the casts tend to be like really fun and you find your favorite characters and stuff but one thing with fire emblem that always impressed me was like your ability to really make their ability to make that like main character like pretty appealing in some way um so so because i think that was difficult with a lot of things um a lot of things you watch you're like oh the main character they're fine you know with Fire Emblem, I'm like, oh yeah, man, I'm behind Ike all the way. Like, let let him be our hero. <laughs> yeah, and I think video games run into that a lot when you have the self insert character because it's like, how are you going to do that, right? Because like I, personally, I think that can work, but I think it has mm-hmm. to be it has to be like a true role playing thing, right? Like, I think when I think of the versions of that that work the best for me, it's like it's the Grey Warden in Dragon Age Origins, right? And it's like you get to pick mm-hmm. their race their um you know their their uh sex like their uh are they hot like if you're a human were you a noble or were you a commoner right if you're uh are you a mage right if you're uh an elf are you one that lived in this in the forest and is like clinging to the old ways of their culture or are you living in the ghettos in a human city right and like all of those things are totally different and then they allow you mm-hmm. to like role play and have that influence your character where it's like oh like 
I'm an elf, so like I'm distrustful of humans, right? Or like I'm a mage, so I don't like Templars, right? Or like Mass Effect does that shit where it's like you get to really make your shepherd who that like who you want them to be, you know? And mm-hmm. like you get to bring um some of your own personality to that character, even though they are like a named character with a voice and, you know, like you don't have nearly as much control over who Shepard is as like you're the Grey Warden, right? In those two examples I brought up. But like it still feels like me. It still feels like my character. Whereas like I don't feel that way about Byleth. I don't feel like Byleth is like me, right? It's just like Byleth feels like a silent protagonist, you know? Mm-hmm. Um and I feel like you just do one or the other. Right? Like if you're gonna make it a a, a protagonist that I'm supposed to be the self insert. Like, let me decide who they are. Like, are they cheeky and silly and funny? Are they super serious? Like, you know, are they like a classic, you know, uh, virtuous good guy hero? Are they like a devilish rogue? Like, if if you're not going to give me the ability to make those kinds of choices, I would rather you just be like, this is Ike and this is who he is and you're him. You know, like, Mm -hmm. I think that's just it's it's way more interesting, like story wise to just be a character or not and there's so much and with that like there's so much clarity around like who that character is and how they're going to interact with every other one um whereas like i think the way the the most recent fire emblem protagonists have been it's just like they're just a mystery and (laughs) we don't know too much about them uh, there's just not enough info to like really get invested in their character you know um, yeah, and I think that that also diminishes kind of like what their relationship and conversations become with the other ones around them. So it, it just feels limiting. So I think that's the big thing I'd like the next game to go back to, just overall. Um, but I mean, over, uh, that said, too, I do think Alir with the voice acting is fits into that role better but it's just like such a a basic story so far pretty straightforward that i'm like oh yeah there's not too much going on here so it's not a huge deal i think the thing that is most funny to me is that alir as a character like reminds me of like a kid on their first day of school because like they have amnesia and like they don't know anything right so it's like like the the prince character that you meet early on um the this is like a light spoiler the context is that the this prince and his sister come from this nation that is like really devout to the the holy dragon kingdom people that you come from and Mm -hmm. they have like been coming and visiting you while you've been asleep for a thousand years like their whole lives so like they feel like they have a connection to you already and like that's like a weird thing like most of the characters like oh i know who you are already so like I feel some kind of way about you, even though you don't know who I am. So like that accelerates the intimacy very quickly. Cause then he, <laughs> like the prince is like, Oh, it's like, you know, I know it's weird for you. Cause we just met, but like, I feel like I know you. Cause I already feel like you're like a friend. Cause I've been talking to you for years and Alir's like, Oh, okay, cool. We're best friends now. And it's like, that's how a child <laughs> makes friends. Like, you know, yeah. like, you don't know this person yeah. at all. You met 30 minutes ago. Like, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> And they and at the they don't even know you like they think they do because they just seen you sleeping the whole time. But yeah, yeah. But shit, how could they know? Like Alir has no personality because they don't know anything. Like really, the only like okay, this is a serious spoiler. I'm going to make a serious spoiler now. If you don't want to have anything <laughs> spoiled for you in the super light story, thank you for joining us. Make sure you go check out uh, Haken's about to come back. Go check out the new season of Haken, um, and we'll have to get Chewie back on again soon. Um, <laughs> If you're down to ride with these spoilers or you're already playing the game, this is from the very beginning of the game, you're not going to miss anything. So, your character has amnesia, right? And the only, like, sincere emotion that I've seen them express that isn't just, like, them being, like, an airhead who's nice is, like, when their mother, who they don't actually, like, recognize as their mother, so, like, they're not actually connected to them, right? She dies, and then they're, like, oh, like, this is so complicated. I'm, like, mourning them, but I don't really know them. And, like, this, like, lost potential for us to have a relationship. And and it's, like, that is kind of interesting. Like, that could be narratively rich. But it basically just boils down to, like, a scene where they're just like, no, ma, no, my mom is dead. <laughs> and then it's just, like, the next time it gets brought up, everyone's just like, oh, I'm so sorry for your loss. And they're like, 
yeah sucks and it's like okay cool that's it that's it that's we're moving on from that (laughs) like yeah that whole thing was happening and i was just like i i don't feel anything from this how (laughs) could you you know it's like you don't know her. I, I mean, your mom knew you, but I mean, she's she's gone now. Who cares? They were also like reunited for less than 24 hours, right? Like you show up and she's like, oh, you have amnesia. OK, cool. Like, why don't you just rest and we'll talk more in the morning? And then it's like she dies the next morning. Right. It's like, OK, cool. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> it's like, all right, great. Damn. Like, yeah, you know, I, there's just like no, no, there's no, no moment where you were able to build a connection between those two characters at all. No. And I feel like that's going to be true of every character i don't feel like i'm going to get to the end of this and be like damn like you know like i felt like at the end of three houses where i'm like man like claude and byleth really like they've been through a lot together you know like they're going to change the world to like it was like my the way my story ended i was like this has real like ang zuko vibes at the end of avatar where it's like damn they're really going to change the world together like this is pretty cool you know and i was like all Mm -hmm. right like it feels like we really went on a journey here you know and i'm like yeah i by the end of this story i'm gonna be like okay i probably decided that there are like four or five characters where i'm like well i like this guy because he was useful in battle and you know i decided to romance (laughs) this lady because i guess i like her voice actor or whatever right or her model is cool and it's like that's going to be about the extent of the thought that i have about these characters by the end of it i think you know yeah yeah it definitely is like i i mean i looked it up because i always like to know there's like 26 chapters in this game so okay. I'm like it, mostly i looked it up because i was like oh how many of these are tutorial uh, are we getting enough game here afterwards so a pretty full game regardless so i'm still kind of hoping like may, maybe something will connect because there's definitely like stuff going on where i'm like okay there there's more to this alir character than we've been told just based on like little visuals that we've gotten yeah the from- like weird demonic version we saw for like 30 seconds and then before we yeah. could get an explanation the person who would know anything about it died it's like oh mm-hmm. okay something's going on there right like yeah and even them i was like how how do uh, can i trust this person who's just come shown up and saying they're my mom like i i wouldn't believe it if i didn't remember she definitely said a thing where i was like oh should we not trust her like there was like yeah. a line that felt like it was foreshadowing like her having like a dark secret or something and i'm like oh okay i don't know Mm-hmm. there's gonna be a so, twist but who knows like i have a feeling it's not gonna be i, I don't know it's, it won't be deep yeah right like it's gonna be <laughs> we'll like we'll see oh, it no. coming i'm sure like several chapters before it happens <laughs> or, or it'll be so off the wall you know like because like that's the other direction that twists go in like stories mm-hmm. like this where it's like all right it's the 11th hour aliens are gonna show up you know like it's like like the golden deer thing where it's like oh there's like an underground future society and you're like what and then they're just like, yeah, that's over now. <laughs> what? Like, okay, all right. Like, yeah. It's going to be something like that, probably, right? Like, it's going to be something so incomprehensible, like, deep in lore that's just, like, the divinity of magic dragon gods and emblems. And, and it's just like, all right, just throw enough <laughs> proper nouns at me that this makes sense and let's move on, you know? Like, yeah, I, I have a feeling that's where we're going. But, <laughs> but like I said, like, that's not the, that's not the thing, right? Like, I... You know, the story's whatever. It's a means to an end. And it's good enough. Because, like, the thing is, I just can't wait to get to the next encounter. You know? And, like, I care just enough about what's happening to not skip the dialogue and the cutscenes. You know? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I'm I'm reading it more than I'm listening sometimes. I'm trying to get through it. But, like... Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm still paying attention to what's happening. And I, I that's that's I think literally exactly as much as it needed to do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it just keeps you moving, right? Um and I, I don't know. I think regardless of like the the story being not the strongest, I'm still like, cool, this is a really just fun Fire Emblem game. I like all the little things they're doing with it. And I'm happy that it's out. And I can play it right after this. And hopefully, though, I am hoping that I, I know you hate how they're handling the season pass and it's stuff, but I'm just I'm just kind of hoping they put out the stuff kind of at a reasonable time as it as the game progresses, because I'm like, I don't know. 
I'm going to probably finish this game and be like, I don't know when I'm going to touch this DLC, kind of like what happened with Three Houses. But Same. maybe maybe in that time I'll be like, all right, let's go play the, the Three Houses Basement Kids DLC. That sounds fun. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that was the primary reason I didn't buy it. It was like, I just don't mm-hmm. see this coming out quick enough for me to actually take advantage of it. And for 30 bucks, it's like a lot to spend just to use the Three Houses characters. Just to get clad. I just, man. <laughs> I just really wish that that was piecemeal. I wish I could just get that for like five bucks or ten bucks or whatever and like not yeah. worry about the stuff that's coming later that I don't know that I'll ever touch, you know? I would, mm-hmm. I probably would have bit for that, but I'm like, 30 bucks is too rich for my blood. As much as I want to use Claude, it's like, all right, maybe next time. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So any, uh, any final thoughts here? Um, no. I'm, I'm excited to play. <laughs> yeah, me too. That's um, about it. Oh, the cat. I I can't say enough about the the little cat. Go dress it up. I hope there's more outfits for that thing. That's what I want. Yeah, I, I imagine there will be. I feel like we're gonna get more of that later. Uh huh. We'll see. But yeah, I I would say I I'd give it a recommend. You know, I not far enough in it to give it like a numbered rating, but I'd say like if you were on the fence about it, if you if you are a Fire Emblem fan, um, even if you're just a Three Houses fan. I'd say give it a go. If you're looking for something to play on Switch, um, it's well worth your your time, I think. And I think you'll have fun with it. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Chewy, it was great to have you back, bud. Yeah, it's fun. You'll have to do this again soon. Mm-hmm. So uh, real quick, give the kids a plug for Haken. Yeah, Haken is coming back. We've been on break since like August or so, which is very long time considering we used to do it weekly but yeah haken and animal crossing podcast should be up uh by the time you're listening to this so yeah you can check it out if you want to hear people geek out on animal crossing way after it's relevant which who doesn't <laughs> right frankly if you're listening to this show i'm sure you probably exist in that camp so go give it a listen <laughs> go give it a like all that good stuff all right, and if you want to connect with us, again, flipscreen.games, that's the website. However you choose to get involved, we appreciate you tuning in for another episode of Nintendo Noise. For the crew, I've been Pete. He's been Chewy. We'll see you next week. Bye, goodbye. Stay engaged. Is that anything? Probably. <laughs> All right, let's export. <laughs>